Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. In John chapter number 9, John chapter number 9, About verse 35, now this is one story, a continual story within John chapter number 9. And it's, uh, listen, uh, Jesus is in Jerusalem at this time. Matter of fact, he's been in the temple. He's left the temple and he's walking through the crowd and he sees a blind guy there as he's departing from the temple and he's not going to be blind anymore. Jesus is about to have mercy on him and about to heal him of his blindness. Now in John 9, and if you found verse 35, shout amen. Amen. Jesus heard that they had cast him out. Now that being the man that Jesus had healed from his blindness. I'll speak to that in just a moment. And when he had found him, he said unto him, Dost thou believe on the Son of God? He answered and said, Who is he, Lord? that I might believe on him. Jesus saith unto him, Thou hast both seen him, and it is he that speaketh with thee. And he said, Lord, I believe, and he worshiped him. Father, I love you, and I thank you for the day and the time and the chance to be here. Unworthy to stand behind this desk, God can do nothing on mine own, but I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. I pray you'd fill my mouth and guard my tongue and preach me with accuracy inside the holy writ. I pray that this word go out, and I pray it go out for him. Help me, Lord. Touch somebody's heart today for your glory. You Show them what you've showed me. I'll praise you forever for what you're about to do. You're going to do Something today, Lord. And I thank you for it. I ask these favors today in my king's name, Jesus. Amen and amen. If you got the emphasis on the word as I read there, I'm going to preach today on him. Him, that being the Lord Jesus Christ. We've given the t-shirts out around here. And, and, and I quote the verse. I can shout Acts 17, 28. And you all quote it back to me. It is him. I'm going to use that verse today as a matter of fact. The blind man here had been blind from birth. He, and they wondered why was he blind. Was there some great sin the reason this man was born blind? And Jesus said, no, it's to the glory of God. There's things that only God can do. We question hard things that come our way. We wonder why these things come our way. But I'm telling you, you're never going to shine as bright as you can when it's dark. When hard things come, healing can't be expected. Listen, healing can't come unless we're sick. This blind man, look, I want you to understand this this morning. Number one is an introduction. His condition was no match for him. It didn't matter how blind he was, how long he had been blind. Hey, his, it was no match for him. Can I tell you, that's naturally and spiritually today. That's no match 
for him. Whatever it is in our life, it is no match for him. His condition was blindness. His blindness was natural. Uh, ours is that way spiritually when we're born. Who did sin that we're born blind? This man? No, it's to the glory of God. When God comes by and saves us out of our sin and by his grace, praise God, what glory that is. You know who the glory goes to, Brother Jimmy? Him. So if you're here today, you're unsaved, it's a, there's an opportunity for you to, him to open your blinded eyes spiritually. He can do it. He does it every day. People's being saved. There may not be multitudes being saved here. We've got 13 to go. I asked God for 25 this year. We're needing 13 more to be saved. How about being one of those today? How about being one of those and that number be diminished today because somebody called upon the name of the Lord and was gloriously saved? That could be you today, young person, Mom, dad, grandpa, grandma, wherever you're at in this age of life, it could be you today. If you would let him, he will heal your spiritual blindness. This man's condition was no match for him. Not only though was it, here's what he done. He heard what he said. He couldn't see it. Listen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, but it's the evidence of things not seen. So he couldn't see who this was speaking to him, but he heard it. That's how it works with us. We can't see him. Kenny Lane, you and I never saw the Lord, We've not, but we heard the Lord. We heard the word. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by A+. plus. Hearing by the word of God. He heard Get a hold of this. The word spoke the word to the blind guy. The word spoke to him. He heard literally, bless God. He heard the literal word of God spoke to him. And he's pitiful in his blindness. And he's of no benefit to society. He can't do anything. And praise God, the word spoke to him. He heard it. But then it it's, were to be... Not only hearers, but doers. He heeded what the word said for him to do. I'm just going to tell you. Somebody spit on the ground, walk up and mix that up, and smear it on your eyeballs, these boys will punch them in the mouth. Don't be putting no spit in my eye. This guy couldn't see. He couldn't see what he was doing, Kenny. He couldn't see it. And he made... He put spittle on the ground. There's a message in that what comes out of him and onto us can bring us healing. And it came out of him and he mixed it up and he put it on his eyes and he told him to do something. And had he not have done it, he'd still be blind. He tells us to do something. The lost. He says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. What is that? That is an effort. It takes faith in order for us to call on someone or something we've never seen. And Andrew, he heard the word, but then he done, he heeded what the word said to do. 
We'll never get out of where we're at spiritually unless we do something about it. And he went. Now, I love that song a girl sang. I nearly asked you to sing that today. As a matter of fact, you probably get ready and sing it for invitation. Because he had to make it to the water. I don't know if somebody helped him. I don't know if he had a cane. I don't know if he counted the steps. Betty used to count the steps. She knew how far it was from right there, that door to this pew right here, and she'd count pews when she come down. She knew where she was going to sit. She put her hand on them pews because she knew when she got to that pew, that's where she's going to sit down. I don't know how he got there, but he knew this. Somebody had told him that if you'll just do what I said to do, you won't stay the way you are. If you want to be able to see, you're going to have to do what I said to do. You're going to have to get to the water and wash your eyes in the pool of Siloam. And that being interpreted meant sent. And he done, he heard, he heeded. And then you know what happened? He was healed. Hallelujah. Now that's a picture of us spiritually with a, but he illustrated it naturally. He done that to a natural blind man that we could see spiritually. He tells the Pharisees at the end of the chapter, if you was blind, then you could see. You'd be without sin. But you see, so you're not. And not only was it this, was his condition no match for the master, for him, but neither were the complainers. The complainers. Gordon got on this in Sunday school just a little bit. And I thought, praise God, that's, that's, that's confirmation. The complainers done this. First, they begin to talk about him. Who done this for you? I don't know who done it. Now granted, it's a different time than it is now. We know who saves us. If you've ever been gloriously saved, you know who saved you. You didn't save yourself. Your grandma can't save you. Your grandpa can't save you. Your spouse, certainly not your children. Some take that out of context and Timothy saved by childbearing. It's not the kids that saved you. Listen, uh, it, it is this. We're saved by grace through faith and that not of ourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And we're saved under his workmanship. It's by Jesus. But they begin to talk, and the talk got so infuriated. You know what they done? They tossed the guy out of the temple. They wouldn't let him come back. You're out, bud. As long as he was blind and not caused him any trouble, Jay, they just left him right there. Throw him a penny, throw him a bone, give him a little bit. But the moment Jesus done something, somebody listening to me today, the moment Jesus does something for you, they're going to see it and they're going to talk about you and they're going to toss you out of some of the places that you've been before. They're not going to be your friends anymore unless they be saved and then they're going to glorify God and what they done. Now that's a message in itself. All that's just introduction Three things. You're going to need your Bibles today. Three things. I left my coat on so I'd stay still. That hadn't worked too good. 
I don't know why the coat ties me to the podium, but most of the time it does. Three things today that is by him. You'll need your Bibles. You might not need it for the first. Everything is by him. John, John 1 and 3 said, all things were made. Um, that's my other point. Hold on. All things are made by him. He made it all. Do you understand that it is his right? We get all been out of shape. I don't want anybody. There's a young man in the community or from this county in this area passed away in an automobile or a truck wreck. Was it yesterday? Day before yesterday? Whenever it was. Uh, where's Bubba? 19 years old Bubba. Bubba's saying a friend of Bubba's. I don't know those things. I don't know why things like that happen. Bad things happen to good people. You better know this. You don't have to be old to die. If you're unsaved today, you better call upon the Lord while you've got an opportunity because you may walk out this door and never make it to the house. So you're trying to scare me into being saved. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Amen. It's exactly what I'm trying to do. Tell you, you're not promised the next five minutes. Now is the accepted time. So all things were made by him. So if he made it all, he can do with it whatever he wants to. And there's things we question. We say, oh, God, I don't like it. We don't like it. I'm going, we're going somewhere at the end of this. You're going to find out. So in John, if we had a chronological Bible, if anyone owns a Reese's chronological Bible, and you can buy them, and it took him a long time to put this in order, and some things in it, uh, he's, uh, uh, it's hard to read that book because it's chronologically in order. But the first verse in that book is, in the beginning was the Word. It's not Genesis 1, it's John 1. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was before the beginning, before He created anything. The Lamb slain before the foundation of the world. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. That'd be the first thing that we would read in a chronological Bible. Now, understanding that it's by Him. All things were made by A+. Plus. Now, take your Bibles and go to Colossians 1.17. We're going to read after our apostle to the Gentiles. This is what our apostle Paul if you want to know what the church is supposed to do, we read the letters of Paul. Paul tells the church how it's supposed to live, act, and what it's supposed to do while it's here. Paul is the apostle to the Gentiles and writes to the church of Christ. Now, in, in, in Colossians, Paul's in the pen. The letter's going out. Paul's sending out a letter. Colossians 1 and uh, 16 said, For by him. Were all things created. Now watch this. Now we want to know what the things are that were created by him. Well, right here he tells us. In John, in John, he, he speaks corporately or covers the entire spectrum, all things. Now he gets a little more specific. Created that are in heaven 
and that are in earth. Now this, this will twist some people up. Visible and invisible. So what that says, Brother Matthew, is there's some things you can't see that he made, but they're just as real as the things that you do see. How do we believe that today? By faith. So there's things we can't see that is operating. Principalities, powers, spiritual wickedness in high places. Things we can't see, but they're very much in action today. See, I don't believe in all that stuff. You can't see the wind, but you can see what it does. You can feel it. So it is things he created, it's all by him, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions. My dentist, I saw the dentist the other day. It's the way to start a Monday. Go to the dentist and then the doctor's office. What if you turn 61? And my dentist comes in. I love him. Uh, it's Daryl. Daryl Smith. I don't care to tell you who it is. I come in. Daryl comes in. He says, he said, hey, brother. He said, this thing's not falling apart. It's falling into place. I thought somebody needs to write that song. It's not falling apart. It's falling right into place. Dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. Now I'm going to use for him a little later on, but not right now. And he is before all things and by him all things consist. So not only were all things created by him, but all things consist by him. There's a message. I preached it. Chris Rumfelt gave it to me. Somebody gave it to Chris. I preached it here. We didn't have anything to illustrate it in the board. And I tried to explain it about laminin. And, and, and it looks like a cross. And it holds everything in the body together. It's a great message. And I, I don't know where Chris stole it. But he said I could have it. So I just took it. But it's by him that this thing's held together. Are you getting the picture here? Uh, uh, listen, I'm going to take this book. I'm going to take this book over the scientist. I'm going to take that book over individuals. I'm going to take that book over kings and kingdoms. I'm going to take that book. Now, some say, well, how do you know that book's true? Historically. Let's just go to Daniel the prophet. Daniel hit it with Nebuchadnezzar to, during his reign, told him what was going to happen to him. Daniel hit it with the Medes. Daniel hit it with the Persians. Daniel hit it with Alexander the Great, the Greeks. Daniel hit it with the Romans. And them guys ain't even on the earth yet. And Daniel hit all of them. That's enough for me. I'll take that book. Somebody said that book's not true. Then that is miraculous. That an old prophet sitting out of his country in captivity predicted all them things and they happened just like he said. Wow. I'll take that book. I could go on with other illustrations that come to pass, but I'm not going to do it. I'll take this book. All things consist by him. Number two, we go on down into John. 
Okay, it's not only by him, but it's in him. John 1 and 4 says, in him was life. Why would we say that? He created all the beasts. He spoke them into existence. According to that book, I'm going to take that book. You don't have to take that book and you can be wrong if you want to. I'll take that book. And here he is. And in him is life. There's no life apart from him. Not only did he create the beast, but when it come time for man, he put his hands on man. He spoke the beast. He formed the man. And he formed man and made him in his own image and after his own likeness. And then he took him and he breathed into him, into his nostrils, the breath of life. And man became a living soul. In him is life. There's no life apart from Christ. If Christ, if you wasn't living under the grace of God right now, the devil would have killed you, all your lost family, before you ever got saved, he'd have wiped you out. But God said, I, you can't have him. One of these days he's going to call on me. Praise God and saved us. I'm claiming that for calling boy, that one day I'm going to be able to kneel down with him somewhere and hear him call upon the name of the Lord. And it's in him. Gordon, now, one of my favorite verses, and we've got it. People, wait. Wait, stand up. Look here. He's got on the shirt. You're doing a good job modeling there. Acts 17, 28. Got the church logo on the front. There's a few of them left over here. If you want to take one of them for a donation to children's home, get them while they're left. There's not me left. But on the front it says, First Free Will Baptist Church, Crossville. There we are. And on the back it says, In Him. In him what, church? Quote it for me. Life is in him. If you're not in him today, you may be walking around, but you're a walking dead man. So that's not true. Oh, yeah. Ye were dead. Ye which were dead and your trespass and sin. In other words, before you were saved, you're walking dead man. But thus... Us that are saved, we're in Christ and we're alive. He hath quickened. That means to make alive. And so we are walking in the newness of life. We, we, we example that by baptism. That we're raised to walk in the newness of life. And our life is in Him. It's not in me. In me is everything wrong. And in Him is everything right. It's in Him that I live. Somebody needs to learn this song. Vicky used to sing this. I just started living. An old uh, cathedral song. Why? Because it's in him that we have life. We don't have life. In the world, you don't have life. Why, why would you say that, preacher? Watch this. Everything except that which is in him is temporary in this world. Amen. You boys don't believe one of these days your hair's liable to fall out. You get old, you'll be bald. Some of you bald guys ought to say amen right there. <laughs> and then it's not, just th- it's not just the things they can see, it's the things that hurt you that you can't see. Arthritis, Tony, amen. 
But here's what I say. The baldness is temporary. The arthritis is temporary. Your pain is temporary. Praise God. I'm living in him. And one of these days, all this stuff that's temporary is going away. And I'm getting the thing eternal. So, it is by him. By him. You know what we fail to teach our young people? Boys, it's not by your mom and dad. It's by him. Mom and dad uses them to help you. It's by him. And life is in him. It's not in you. It's not in me. It's not in this church. It's not in a denomination. Listen, it's not in a political party. It's in him. In him is life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness. And the darkness comprehendeth it not. I want to give you something out of that Acts 17, 28 that I never had seen. In him we live and move and have our being. I'd never seen this. I looked the word up early this morning. The word being there means this, hope. That brings a whole new meaning to that verse. <laughs> In him we live, move, and have our hope. Not just our being. Without him there is no hope. But in him is hope. Everybody dies. If you hear people preach hard much anymore, everybody dies. They say, go to heaven. That's not how it works. Jesus said, few there be that find him. If you don't die in him, Gordon used the verse this morning, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature, creation. If you're not in him and you die, you'll never see heaven. Never. I don't like all this preacher. Yeah, a lot of people don't. Why don't you go to Hebrews chapter 2 and verse number 10. Now in the verse number 9 we see this. To get it in context it says but we see Jesus. So we know who this is talking about. When we get to verse number 10... I want us to understand this today. So I'm listening to Josh England preach the other day, going somewhere. And uh, I, I was listening to him preach, and I got this message. I got this thought. Because he said something. He didn't say anything about what I'm preaching, but he said something that triggered this thought in me. That it's by him, and it's in him. But here's the bottom line. Brother Brant's, Jimmy, one of them quoted a minute ago. It's for him. Now that's deeper than it sounds. Now if we just read that, we just skim across, that's like skipping a rock on the water. We just skip that thing three or four times, but then it sinks and it goes down deep. And so we listen to it here. So we think, well, it's for him. Is that right? Now, look at the verse, look at the verse. For it became him. For whom are all things? For whom are all things? And by whom are all things? Now he created all things, they're by him. And there's only life in him. But I'm going somewhere in just a moment. In bringing many sons. Unto glory 
can make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. Now, let me get verse 11. For both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified are all of one, which, for which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren. So you know what we see in this? We see him bringing them. Now, I just got to hold this. We see him bringing, to whom? He's bringing, them. where's he bringing us? Into salvation. Into the family. We can't be saved unless we're in him. And all things are by him. Your mom and daddy had a little bit to do with it, but you're, not, you're only here by the grace of God. I'm telling you what, you're his, you're his. No, I don't believe that. Ezekiel 18, all souls are mine. So it's for him. It's for him. Now I'm chewing on this, Brother Gordon. And then it, it's not only bringing us that is for him, but calling us brethren is for him. You know why? He didn't save you for you. He did not save Branch Myers for Branch Myers. We only get the benefit of the salvation. Now, I never got this before. He saved you for him. Mm, I'm about to have a spell. He saved you for him. That didn't wind you up like I thought it would. You're saved, David Andreessen. Though you get the benefit of the salvation. The salvation wasn't for you. Though it was to you. But it's for him. It's for him. Now they sing the song. He must have loved us a lot. She sang about the blood. Jessica did. You sing about that. Roland sang about, oh, what a Savior. What a Savior. Oh, what a Savior. He saved us. Not, listen. He saved us and we're the beneficiaries of salvation. But he saved us for him. You get that tomorrow. That's going to light your fuse. In other words, God said, I'm going to die so you can be saved so I can have you. I can't tolerate or accept you the way you are until you are born into the family of God by the Spirit of God. And I've done that. You'll get the benefit, but it's going to be for me. When we get there, <laughs> when we get there, I'm glad the complainers aren't going to be there. Because Jesus is pretty plain about it in that chapter. Read it and you get home, you'll find out. But because here's what's going to happen. Jason Allred, perfect love casts without fear. Perfect love also is recognized and only in Christ. Perfect love said this. Perfect love is more glad for you and your reward than you are for your own. So when we get there, and here's what Gordon's going to say. Brother, we made it. We made it. 
Now, if the complainers could have come, they would have said, you're not worthy to be here. We already know that when we get there. Because we're not getting there for us. I'm about to die here. We're getting there for him. (laughs) Hey, it's for him. It's all about him. He died that we could be saved for him. Find that song. Stepping in order. Where's Victoria? There she is. Lacey, you girls come here. Now, we get the benefit of that. So Pat asked me the question this morning. She, we discuss her Sunday school lessons a lot, Paula. Great job in there, great class. We're discussing it. She said, Can he, is he there? Is he here? Where's he at? I'm going to make this with a bold statement in Scripture to back it up. It really don't matter where he's at, but wherever he is, I'm going to be. Because Paul said it in Thessalonians, and so shall they ever be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort ye one another with this, with these words. What does that mean, preacher? That means when he gets his prize, praise the Lord. When he, we're not going to be some polished thing put on a shelf. He has to walk by and dust us every now and then. No. We're going to reign with him. We're going to rule with him. There will be works for him. Somebody said we're going to float around on a cloud and play harps. That's spiritual stupidity. They have not, them people have not read the Bible. The only cloud I'm going to get on rolling is the one going to carry me to the house. Now they're going to sing a song, won't you all stand to your feet? I'm going to ask you today. Are you in him? And he died so you could be for him. Play the song. Play the song. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the time of truth.